Get the best experience of customer service and maintenance of your Rorick Advantage at the service center on West Liberty Avenue. Visit RorickHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs and check out our blog post because lots of times they involve driving when we get mad or parking when we get mad. But And now we start the Yajaga podcast from Brown Bear Bread Cafe. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the f- out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sivak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. So this is the Jagoff Podcast, and if you're listening for the first time, we would ask you that you subscribe to it, and uh, make sure you mention it to your friends, and share it, and say nice things over on Apple, iTunes there. But in the meantime, we have, we normally talk about what's on the blog, but let's just talk about what we mentioned on the blog this week, because there's a big change coming to the Jagoff Podcast. You take And <laughs> Q92.9. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, may know, we've been on the radio 7 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday on Q92.9 every night and then doing the podcast on Saturday mornings like this one right here. And as of Friday the 13th, the lucky 13th, we're combining all of that into one thing called you jag off late night and we will no longer be going out to places like this here. We will be at Q92.9 Studios, 5000 McKnight Road and we're giving you the address because we want you to show up Mm -hmm. because we're going to go live to tape. Tape around 5.30, have a few drinks, have a few pieces of pizza, whatever else you might want to bring is super cool. We'll tape it and then it will air around 9 30 10 o'clock on youtube facebook and simulcast over q92.9 friday night we're so excited yeah Yeah, it's something different you'll experience different like concoctions of alcohol and food well we will friends and fun and yeah we'll share oh there's no way we wouldn't share so it's going to be an exciting time and we've just had such an amazing run at this for eight years of doing the podcast this way and a year and a half of the radio and we're super stoked for what's next so johnny and monica are going to be behind the scenes they're going to be like videos like this video is very plain they'll be spinning things we have correspondence called they are Jag Braggers, and our Jag Braggers are Monica from Q92.9 and our amazing editor for the podcast, Tressa, who is from Yins Are Good podcast, and Marcus Cox, who was one of the most outstanding uh, comedi- stand-up comedians in our region right now. So we're really excited to have them. So they will be going on site to places like this to get the information that you're used to seeing from John and Rachel. So we will be inviting you to the 5000 Magnite Road address at 530 every Friday night after the 13th not the 13th Chris we, we are going to just try just to give get us a the minute kinks to make sure we right. do it right yeah right. don't show up your friend's time. new house the first day yeah, right right exactly so anyways that's uh, that's what we're talking about this week in the meantime we have to say that odds are is an app that helps you bet it makes your bets better as a matter of fact their track record this week was incredible basically go to oddsr.com and actually slash a jag off and you can get it free for 30 days mm-hmm. and then it's ten dollars for the year it's 
not a betting app. You need it in addition to your betting app. I keep saying it's a 101. So yeah. it's helping you to learn how to bet. It makes betting better is essentially what it is. But, you know, going back to what you said, they were nine out of 13 on the NFL games the week before. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And it's super easy. Again, it's 10 bucks a month. It's real easy. But it tells you where to bet. It's green, yellow, red. It's just like traffic, but there's no Pittsburgh left in it. Green right. means it's a, great, it's a great bet. Yellow means, eh, not so much. But again, red is don't do it. But in the meantime, their track record is incredible. com slash Yajaga. So odds are we're going to have a guest right now, who someone who is one of the owners. It's Kate of here of Brown Bear Bread Cafe. Kate, how are you? Look at this setting. I mean, is it, I'm going to ask the worst question ever. Is this real? Yeah, of course it's real. Wow. <laughs> I just took it from... Is uh, it for me to pick up? Del- del- well, actually, so delicious. I wanted to show a couple different things. Um, okay. It's fall. Happy fall, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it fall. Yeah, it's yeah. fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what day it is. Um, and so we make a pumpkin sourdough here. So oh I God. cut some up for you guys to sample. Okay. And this is the full loaf. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it oh was really God. popular last year. Yeah. So we did it again. And yeah. Okay. Because there's Thank no you. way if I. Okay. And then <laughs> there are desserts here? Yeah, yeah. So um, so here at Brown Bear Bread Cafe, we, are, um, we focus on bread primarily, but we also serve breakfast and brunch, just really good, homemade, simple food. Um, that has been going over really well. Um, we started originally with just bread, and then we added on a pastry chef and a chef, and we just have grown exponentially in the last year. So what you see in front of you, um, if you'd like me to tell you what's oh, going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, this bun in the front is a homemade brioche bun with chantilly whipped cream and berry compote. It's like a little sweet sandwich. People really love it as just like a quick little snack. And we usually always have those in the case. For those listening to the podcast and not watching, <laughs> it's this cool little bun with basically icing and some kind of jelly filling in the middle mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. It is, it's like a basically an icing hamburger. Hence the sweet compost. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, the next plate, let's see, what is that? Oh, that is a chocolate cupcake with pumpkin cream cheese frosting and caramel and chocolate drizzled on top. Um, we really went all in with the pumpkin this year because wow. people love it. It's yeah. People do love that it. Is, yeah. That's a pumpkin scone. Please feel free to eat and try. Um, that's a pumpkin scone there. Then I have a cheddar biscuit and a buttermilk biscuit. Um, just a little smattering of things that we yeah. offer here at the bakery. And yeah. So you open up early enough for people to come in here and get breakfast? Mm-hmm. Lunch? Yeah. yeah. We open at 8, 8 uh-huh. to 4. Okay. Um, generally, our brunch menu is available from 10 to 2. But um, yeah. We always have our bakery items eight to four every single day. Thought okay. process behind it. Was it one of those things like I read, you know, the background that you are from upstate New York? Is that yeah, right? I am. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. And you came here. Did you think Pittsburgh needed a place like this? Because my gut tells me, you know, we're this coffee place. Yeah. Right. We, we we've figured that part out. We yeah. have all these little cafes now. But how do you differentiate from being a coffee place. Right. 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 And, and how do you sort of market something that people don't usually just ask for? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about how we got started. Um, there are four owners here and, um, the bread baker is my partner. His name is Dan and we've been together four years and he started dabbling in sourdough in 2019. I would say, um, he used to be an executive chef. What does that mean though? So sourdough has a different kind the way you make it is different. Yes, it is different. Yeah. Um, 
I could go into a whole thing about that, but I don't know if anybody wants to hear about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's taking dough from many, many years. Yes, right. basically, it's, kind of it's naturally fermented. Yeah. Is basically the 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 gist. So instead of using yeast, um, you take flour and water and ferment it over time. It's a very specific formula that I am not that privy to. <laughs> and um, you know, as it's fermenting, it creates wild yeast, and then that is what you use to make the bread. And so um, it's said that sourdough has like it's better for your microbiome it's better for your gut um, I hear from a lot of my customers that um, they can't eat a lot of other bread because it's very processed and it makes them feel icky or it makes their stomach hurt or gives them a headache or something like that but I've recently heard from a good amount of customers that um, you know maybe some other bread doesn't make them feel good but they can eat my bread huh. so I'm very Love happy it. about there that. you go yeah, yeah that's really great so I think that that's another thing that differentiates us sure. um, from just you know any old bakery mm-hmm. or any old bread baker is um, we don't use any preservatives whatsoever in our bread. Um, there's no reason to, we don't think, uh, especially because it's so yummy that you'll eat it in three days anyway. Just saying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we don't use any preservatives. It's all just natural whole ingredients that you can pronounce and read. And um, it's just simple. It's the simplest mm-hmm. form of baking. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that can get lost, right, sure. in, in baking. Um and I think that that's what makes us, us so special. Every single aspect of everything that you eat here is homemade. So from the bread on a sandwich that you might order to the home fries that we make to the whipped cream in the middle of that sandwich, every th- single thing is made by hand by one of us. So I think it makes a difference. Um, mm-hmm. There's not really any machines involved. And I think you can tell, you know. Um, I, that's, I, that's so important to say. Yeah. yeah. So that's how authentic and and you know, homegrown. Yeah. Fair. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Dan, yeah, like I was saying, Dan used to be an executive chef and he started dabbling in sourdough in like 2019 and it was just something that he did at home. And then we moved here in 2020 and, um, while, while we weren't really doing anything because of the pandemic at the beginning, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> right. So nice. Wasn't right. it? I pivoted. <laughs> A lot of us had to pivot, right? <laughs> um, so he started baking out of our house here and, um, friends and family just really were into it and they kept asking for more and asking for more Mm. then it became baking on Saturdays for like you know 10 hours out of our tiny oven and it was just too hot and too much for our small apartment Um, so we moved into a commercial kitchen in 2021 and it was just a church basement in Carnegie where where we live and um, that's kind of where our business took off we started doing pop-ups and markets and then we started selling to some restaurants and cafes in the area and in June of this year, we opened up here at 225 Brownsville. Wow. So That is such a good story. Yeah. And it's such Crazy. a, well, it has the arms and legs that everybody who is an entrepreneur hopes to gain. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's, you know, just as scary as anything else. Yeah. I mean, all, all of us, there's four of us, like I said, here. And, and we all have had to, you know, really sacrifice a lot to be here. And we're so proud and yeah. so happy to do so. Um, we get nothing but great feedback from our customers. And I think like the most important thing, at least to me, is is feeding the community. Um, because what better way to express your love? Yeah, I don't think there's any better way to express your love than with with the food that you care about. Yeah. And foods like this, these sweets, these scones, cupcakes, 
they start conversations. Yeah, right? absolutely. They kind of and they sort of soothe the savage beast, right? <laughs> At some point, yeah, like, wow, this true. cupcake's awesome. Okay, I like you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You I'm never so, you yeah. don't want to get hangry. Right. Get some you hangry people parking, in here. You stole my parking spot, but here, share my cupcake. <laughs> yeah, right. definitely comes in handy if you know a neighbor gets uh, mad at my dog for yeah. you know being in their yard oh, or something. Here, have a loaf of bread. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there you go. So six months later, what's it like? Is it still the oh my gosh, this is what I wanted it to be? Is it getting yeah. to be is it becoming more difficult to kind of get the orders out you know that kind of thing. yeah um well it's actually only been four months that we've okay. been here yeah so we opened june 3rd and um for we've had a lot of evolution in four months sure a lot of figuring out what what we want to do how we want to present ourselves what our customers want um now up here in mount oliver there's not that there's there's food but there's not that much food there's right. not that many options right. right so we wanted to be able to give the community options that are going to fill your belly that are not going to cost you an arm and a leg but also are completely handmade so yeah. it's just full of love mm-hmm. so um what was the question? <laughs> no, no where was I going? Is it getting, is it getting easier? easier? Harder. Yeah, yeah, harder. Yeah, um, I would say it's getting easier. I, I would say it's definitely getting easier. Um, yeah. we have such a good team, and we're all really close. And I mean, you have to be right. We're yeah. here oh, for sure. We all work six, seven days a week, sixty-eight hours a week. It's yeah. just what it is right now when you're sure. a small business owner. So that aspect is definitely hard, but it's getting easier. We are all able to support each other. If anyone needs anything, you know, like I, I need to take a day the other the other week sure. and everyone just said no problem yeah. you know and picked yeah. up the slack so right. it's become like a little family and um that includes our customers and that includes our regulars i mean it's only been four months and i do have some regulars so that's that's awesome yeah, that's it's awesome. great yeah, yeah. cheers yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah there you go exactly so just for recapping purposes for someone who's not 100 percent sure you can come here from eight to four mm-hmm. monday through Monday through Sunday, baby. Wow. Seven days a week. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Lunches, breakfast, dinner as well? Or no you, dinner because yeah. it's just, just open till four. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Now, this space that we're in right here, um, so this building is huge. Yeah. And we are in the second floor space um, for anybody watching. And this is for rent for events. So, if anyone has, you know, a birthday party or bridal shower, baby shower, something like that, you can rent this out. We can cater it for you. We can also do everything from soup to nuts. Um, so, if you wanted appetizers or if you wanted a giant cake for your event, we can take care of all of that for you. So um, downstairs in the bakery is that all the bakery items are there every single day, eight to four. Yeah. How and, many seats? Um, downstairs, I think there's 32. Oh, wow. And then up here, there's 40 if you include the bar. Yeah. So if you wanted to rent out the whole space, you can as well. And I say about 100 people probably can be milling about mm-hmm. around here. Um, yeah, lots of options. Lots of options. Nice. Awesome. So I started to say, I'm sorry. So you can come here, enjoy anything off of a menu, mm-hmm. but you also can find your items at different oh, places, yes. right? Yes, you can. Yeah, let me give those a shout out. So um, I love that you were like, oh, you're onto something. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I got you. So um, we sell our products to Chanot Farms up in Wexford. So I deliver there personally Monday afternoon and Friday afternoon every single week. Um, Pittsburgh, it's not Chanot. Yeah. 
it's she not. not yeah it's not Get it i know exactly where it is <laughs> it's so funny. we also sell our products to east end food co-op on the east side of the city okay um they get deliveries on tuesdays and um let me shout out a couple other people let's see dagny's eatery in carnegie she uses our products we on a weekly basis um she's a good friend and um she has a great little spot in carnegie so if you haven't checked that out go check that out um and then the cheese queen i was just gonna say we have a mutual friend yes yeah, we do right. yes the queen of cheese so she has her shop um, across the street down the way from us here up in Mount Oliver and she uses mostly our focaccia these days for sandwiches so she sells those periodically you'll have to keep an eye on her social media um, for details about that and Oh, um, Chef Aleka, Miss Aleka. She is a private chef in the area. Um, She does lots of different events, and um, she uses our bread as well. So she is a fantastic person, a fantastic resource, and we're just so grateful for everybody that believes in us and loves this product. Um, I think that another thing that sets us apart is the product. Yes, there's other bakeries in Pittsburgh. Yes, Pittsburghers are very loyal to said bakeries. Am I right? So um, what makes us different is is the product. And I think that you're going to have to come down and give it a try yeah. to see for so yourself. So everybody's you said loyal to the neighborhood bakery. I get yeah. my favorite. I've gotten the donuts and cupcakes from where my, this bakery for 100 years. Right. right? Yeah. So come try yours. Yeah, why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah. What do you have to lose? You might find something that you've never tried before that suddenly you really like so where does everybody find you guys online um online let's see on instagram we are brown bear bread cafe there's a period between each word just just search it you'll find us um on facebook (laughs) same thing give us a search brown bear bread cafe um i do all of my marketing really excuse me on instagram and facebook so um if you're not on social media you should be <laughs> sorry there you go question of the day this is like asking for a friend because my oldest is home from college and i feel like i've been to the grocery store a million times item that you buy repeatedly at the grocery store and realize oops i already have it oh my god like i do this all the time with toilet i do paper, this all and oh. i have a toilet paper room at this point so if any <laughs> if covid happens again i got your tp that's okay. all i'm saying recently um dan if you're watching i'm so sorry <laughs> my partner because uh-huh. why, am, why am i like this recently it was bell peppers and Whoa. at a certain point i opened the fridge and i looked at him and i said we have nine bell peppers right because you just keep buying and he was yeah, yeah. and he was like i know i didn't do that and i was like uh-huh. got it uh-huh. yeah it could be worse, right? <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah. Oh my gosh, you are wonderful. Kate, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. We appreciate yeah. you. Thank you so much. I'm going to scoot back down to my customers. Thank Sounds you. Good. Take thank care. Thank you very much. We're going to talk movies next. It's a Monday and the phone rings and it ain't the news you were hoping for. Another day Wendy Wittick, did I get that right? Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh Classic Movie Club. Now, this is super cool in the fact that I have so many questions for you. But <laughs> So, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this, Well, guys. we Doesn't appreciate you. Doesn't she look so you? cute? I yeah. mean, look at that. Yes. Like she said, got to yes, play the part. very good. Now, tell us a little <laughs> yes, bit about... Yes, very good. That was just on, <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, tell us a little bit about the club that you started here and why. Okay, so... Um, 
I, I've always, I, for many years, I've had an interest in classic film. And I would often try to talk to like my friends and neighbors and family about it. And they're like, uh, shut up. <laughs> like, okay, boring. So I was like, boy, I sure wish I knew some other folks that liked classic film. And th I don't, this is such a long story, so we probably don't have time for the whole thing. But the short end of it is mm -hmm. that TCM, Turner Classic Movies yes. Channel, yeah. had a, used to have a backlot program that you could sign up for. You paid dues and you could be part of it. And they had a message board yes. and on this message board you could go to, you could say hey I'm in Pittsburgh you could start a local club through TCM and that's what I did I said hey I'm in Pittsburgh anybody else here want to start a club and I got hooked up with Debbie who is our well, actual our founder of our club and used to be the co-president she's since stepped down but um, yeah so I met her we kind of formed the club and that's how we got started that was in 2019 Okay, so start there. 2019, you and Debbie are like, we, nobody's listening to us anymore. <laughs> We're talking to ourselves because we have this interest. Yes. We need to get more people. Yes. What, so what happened from there? How well, many are there now or how did it grow? COVID helped you, I'm assuming. It Actually, weirdly, COVID did help us. Okay. Which I, I thought it would really hurt us because we started out sort of like it was just a group of people that we would gather through these message boards in the Pittsburgh area. And then we would go to screenings of films. At that point, TCM would give us tickets to what they called their big screen classics they would provide us free tickets so wow. we could go to their big screen classics that happen once a month and we'd go to those and that was basically all we did in the club we had some meetings once in a while but that's all we did but then as covid came we thought we have to adjust we can't go to obviously we can't go to theaters anymore so we started to do like virtual presentations where we just have members talk about certain topics of classic film and after COVID happened, we started to get back. We, we said, hey, look, we can't go to the theaters. What if we start trying to show, somebody donated a projector, and we said, what if we try trying to show films ourselves, like in little back alleys and lots and stuff? And so that's what we started doing. That's how that started. And that was in, tw in 2020, we started doing that. Wow. And we were in like a back alley in Garfield, PA, and we had like five people there. And now we've progressed to like actually screening films throughout Pittsburgh communities and we can we we had up to 100 people at one of our that's screenings. awesome wow. yeah. yeah so we partner with um libraries we partner with the Andrew Carnegie Free Library that big music hall up in Carnegie yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we show films there we're doing a film noir series there right now um we part we're partnering with the Lindsay Theater in Swickley we're going to wow. show some like it hot on October 15th we partnered with the <sighs> Harris Theater we partnered with Row House um, and we also do films up at Homestead, the music hall in Homestead. Yeah. yeah so we, we've really like expanded and we now have 200 members. Wow, yeah. that's wonderful. So are you an actress? What was your interest <laughs> in, in the, the classic movies? I am not an actress, but if okay. anybody once an actress yeah <laughs> you could hire me i would right. be happy to be one there you go um but <laughs> no um actually like it was something i remembered like as a child like my parents would show me some classic films like gone with the wind and stuff like that and then as i grew older i just thought to myself like one day i thought oh i wonder if i you know that channel that used to show black and white films i kind of like to just check that out and then started watching it bam that's it obsessed Hooks. yeah yeah like obsessed and it's so again organic and and um down home that you were like i'm gonna go check this message board i feel yeah. like were there a lot of people there um there's a lot of people from all over the united states right as a matter of fact there's these local clubs still exist all over the united states and we, okay. we sometimes like get together on virtual things and talk to these people they're all over but are they doing what you're doing elsewhere no because they don't have me no ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so well done. I was going to go Pittsburgh, but that's so. pretty cool. Yeah, I No, love but I, I have to say I was very surprised at what Pittsburgh, ha- how many people are interested in classic film in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. I know we're, a lot of, we're interested in a lot of classic things like classic music, so I guess sure. it makes sense. Sure. But I like had no idea, like we have a better, um, we have a better membership than New York, Chicago, like we're doing more than they are. And it's, I'm just like, that's because Pittsburghers care about the community wow. and they come out for the community. And yeah. that's why I think this is so successful here. Sure. Yeah. Did Pittsburgh have a major role in classic films somehow or another way or no? <laughs> Not really. really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless it's you just... like Night of the Living Dead, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. you know, right. Kind of point right, right, to right. that as like the first beginning. I mean, they did shoot films in Pittsburgh prior to that, but Pittsburgh wasn't known as right. like a, a film town or anything. Yeah. I think Night of the Living Dead is kind of what brought that on and yeah. started to make Pittsburgh more big into the film industry. And then just thinking about like how like they made these films. Have you I mean, I see you've done some research <laughs> on certain actors, actresses and things mm-hmm. like that. even just the methods had they were so much more difficult. I mean there's more people do technology wise today, but back then it was really like film and it was yeah. trying to keep continuity in a film. Yeah. Like, do you look for those like little Easter eggs or mistakes in these classic films? <laughs> yeah, I try not to. I okay. look more for the art in okay. the film. Right. I feel like it's more, much more artistic um, than today's films just because, and you have to like, you have to think about what they were doing. They were pioneering. They had nothing. Exactly. They were pioneering yeah. techniques. They were cutting film, like actual film, film yes. reels right. and splicing them together. Like, can you imagine how long right. that took? Right. Yes. I mean, that was insane. But yeah, like that's what makes it really special is the pioneering techniques they brought. They put the stepping stones in for today's filmmakers to make do what they're doing now mm-hmm. and to bring the technology along. So yeah. without classic film, you don't have any of that. So sure. they're the pioneers. And that's what makes it special to me. Right. Now, I just read too, John, you did a really good job. Are you, you blog about these as well? I blog. For awareness, <laughs> right? Because I blog, I podcast. Yes. I, I have a podcast, Silver Screen Time Machine, yes. where my... My co-host Kirk and I talk about classic films. Um, I have a blog. It's called Classic Film Montgomery Clift and Other Great Actors. Montgomery Clift is like my favorite. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Go, go that route for yeah. a moment if you don't mind. What's Why, the reason? What's intriguing with that well, guy? Okay. So Montgomery Clift is sort of like the precursor to Marlon Brando and James Dean, who we all have heard those names, mm-hmm. but not very few of us have heard Montgomery Clift. But he was doing what they got famous for before they were doing it. He's the OG. So I feel, yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's kind of the lost actor. I have a presentation, it's called Montgomery Clift, the lost actor. Like, and I want to say like, look, you know, we need to think, talk about this guy. This mm-hmm. is the one that started it. Like, I know you, everybody knows James Dean, everybody knows Marlon Brando, but let's talk about Montgomery Clift. Yeah. Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, where is it? He's Marlon not in there. He's not Jimmy in there. No, <laughs> no Montgomery Cliff. <laughs> and I, how did you come to find about him? Just, just through your classic film yeah, reviews? Just, uh, you yeah, just, you know, I was literally eating, sleeping, breathing classic film 24-7 yeah. wow. at the beginning. And like, I, if I'd find somebody that was interesting, I'd be like obsessively researching them. Mm-hmm. So like, I found him and I obsessively reached it researched him for two years so it was like yeah it wow was, yeah i get very obsessive and so you're you're researching though both the technical side as well as the acting and act actresses yeah. right from that it from those er, eras gone by because what is the year span of that's considered you know a classical film well in our, our definition we do golden age of hollywood which is like 
well, basically the beginning of film until I, about 1970 is where we kind of cut off. Mm. Okay. Um, not that there's anything wrong with films from the 70s and sure. 80s. They're great too, but that's just the, the era we kind of concentrate on. Right. It was but, the Goonies era, so who wouldn't <laughs> think that was... Yeah, but um, as far as technical, yeah, a lot of times in our podcast, we really like to talk about the whole aspect of film, not just like, oh, here's the plot. We talk about the production. We talk about this is what you should look for in the film that makes this film special. Sure. We just did one on Citizen Kane and we had a lot oh, wow. of technical information about that mm-hmm. to tell people like this is what makes Citizen Kane important. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that sort of thing. How about Top this? three faves. Films? Overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite film absolutely is The Third Man, 100%. Okay. Um, I don't even know what that is. So I'm <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful know? film. No. The Third Man, uh, Carol Reed film. Orson Welles is in this oh, film. Wow. He, he does not do the film. He's in the film. But Carol Reed, it's The Third Man. It's uh, Joseph Cotton. It's it's an absolutely wonderful. It's the most perfect film ever made. It's perfection. Really? Um, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else agrees. But then I really am a big fan of David Lean. I love uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm. Um, and then I also like, as far as Orson Welles goes, I really like the Magnificent Ambersons. Mm. So I'm very into like the black and white film noir type mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. films, very artistically done with the contrast lighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cinematography is really important to me. So that's kind of why those are the ones I choose. I love it. Funny, I remember being at Pitt and Johnstown my first year and I took a film as literature class. Oh, good. And Some Like It Hot was the the movie we had to see and I remember falling asleep thinking, oh, I'm really going to regret this. So I watched it after the fact because it was a night class. You know, it's all black and white. You're tired. And then I watched it and thought, wow, did I miss out? I'm so glad that I watched it. You're right. There's just so much in those old films that we don't realize. Yeah, Like you said that they had. Yeah, right. Marilyn. Yeah. I mean, Marilyn's phenomenal. Crazy. A lot of people don't appreciate her as right. an actor, actress, and she's a great actress, yeah. to be honest. So um, somebody you should actually appreciate as an actress yeah. if you check out more of her films. But you can check out some Like It Hot at the Lindsay Theater there on you October go. 15th at uh, 1 o'clock. How about I, love, that? I was you just going to say, how can, yeah, right? Oh, that's <laughs> way long ago. How can people who aren't in the film or who don't have the passion you have, how can we support this or create more awareness for it? Well, um, it always helps us, of course, the more people come to our our screenings that's really really helpful so I mean without spending a dime because besides the ones at the movie theaters I should say our screenings are free Mm. so you can come to free for free to see a classic film at Andrew Carnegie Free Library our film noir series so uh, just coming to our films is very supportive for us Um, we also have you can also donate to us if you want if you want to help out that helps us get equipment and so forth so we can continue to screen in communities and anybody of course we're always looking for new places to do films new communities to do films we try to go to as many Pittsburgh communities as possible Um, so you know if there's anyone out there that says hey you can come do a screening here we you know that would be very helpful as well love it where can everybody find out more information we have a website pittsburgh classic movie club and if you go to the if you google search that it, you, our website should be the first thing that comes up you can reach our social media through that or you can also google us on facebook twitter Instagram. I think we're even on threads. We we just try to cover, yeah, cover all the bases. Um, So yeah, any social media and uh, the website and you can join the club even that way if you're interested. If you are a classic film person out there that wants to be involved with classic film, 
come and join us. We love it. We, uh, Rude, we didn't even offer you a piece of this. I know. Oh, please, would you like a piece here. of this? I know. Yes, yes, please. Please. I was like, oh, look it's at all the pumpkin this, look at all this phenomenal. Look at all this I know, delicious food. I just food. broke the piece, just FYI, that you were like, I mean, we are what, the scone? video. Yeah. Oh. We'll have to get utensils, but I'm not so gross. Okay, wait. No, no, I wasn't saying that. That is the timing. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, my question of the day is, item you buy repeatedly at the grocery store and realize, oops, I have it again and again. Oh, uh, I feel like you know what I, I. I feel like I always buy cottage cheese, and I don't think I have it. Really? And then I go home, and there's cottage cheese sitting in the refrigerator. <laughs> That's such a unique item! Wow, what the heck? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> well, funny. I love it. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate you very much. Yeah, and we hope it continues. This awesome. is a great yeah. asset for our Let city. Let us know when you're doing something. We'll come out and watch a film. Yeah, absolutely. Something. Please something do. Something like it hot. I would totally watch that again. There you go. Some so good. music here from Morgan Gruber. Awesome. Thank cool. you so Thank much, you. Wendy. You might turn to Ryan, fueled by hops. What's up? How you doing, John? You don't have a last name. I do, but like nobody can pronounce <laughs> it. So just call me Ryan. But, Ryan, but listen, fueled by hops. We want to know Ryan, fueled by hops, because we have done so many. We we did a a simul podcast oh, with so you at Permanente's one day. Yeah, I think we've done like three. We've done three podcasts, yeah. but the first, well, the second one was that one when yes. we were at Permanente's yep. because we have we've been to two now of your drink the cookie tables. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so look, we're like I know I'm like kind of like a co-host, you know. You are. Like, yeah, I just, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you tell everybody <laughs> for if they're the first time hearing about you, what is fueled by hops? It's a brand. It, it is a brand of craft beer enthusiasts. Yeah, is the easiest way to put it. And um, we've done a lot of things over the years, and uh, we've kind of morphed into sort of a uh, community that hosts uh, craft beer events. So mm-hmm. that's sort of becoming our thing. Um, so we do like the, the cookie table festival every year. We've done the brunch event. We've done the nineties event. And now we have our next festival coming up in October. Yeah. And what is that? You can kind of, okay. So this one is, we are calling it fueled fest and it is trick or treats. And the treats are in exclamation point or exclamation marks because, uh, we are going to, every one of our festivals has a theme, right? So we mm-hmm. had the cookie table, which is all about cookies. We had the nineties festival, which was all about, um, nineties beer, like nineties, uh, gushers and things like that. Uh, we did the brunch one that was all brunch foods. This one is going to be Halloween candy. So a little bit of a different twist for the Halloween season. Oh my God. So you're going to have a beer that tastes like candy corn. No, so that he was, didn't say that. That was one of the stipulations, actually. That okay. we told the breweries. I love that you were like, "There's no candy corn beer. Good. You have Good. to think further outside the box. Shut this thing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We we laid that out early. Like no candy corn beer. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so the yeah. hated cor- candy. It's hated. It is hated. Yeah. I hate it. I actually. I yeah, I won't. Too. I won't tell you this. I'll tell you a story later. It's silly, but um, <laughs> as far as the appeal, because we know there's beer enthusiasts like all over the all place, over, right? Yeah. But is it the the look of the candy? That that you look into, or is it flavors? Or because I ask because when we do a cookie table, like it floors me at how the flavors are. I didn't attend the brunch one, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming same theme. Yeah, same so how is this? If it's it, no candy corn, it, it, it's all about the flavors. Okay, you know, like it, fall. Exactly. Okay. So, or, well, Halloween candy is what we're looking for. Okay. So give us, you know, the Snickers in liquid form. Oh, give us wow. the, you know, it, we're, we're looking at the event kind of like an adult trick-or-treat event. Yeah. You know, so Cute. kids go to the front door, they ring the doorbell, they get candy. Adults going to go up to the breweries. Um, they don't have to say trick-or-treat, but they can <laughs> if they want to. They 
yeah. and they're going to get a beer that is it's in a roll some type of candy yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So fueled by hops, again, you're here in Pittsburgh, but your brand is known around the country just because you are a connector of micro breweries, yeah. which is super cool. And uh, what was that your love of beer for those who don't know you or mm-hmm. just... I mean, there are so many microbreweries at this point. I don't, you're the one place that we can keep track of all of them, I guess. Sure, right? yeah. We, I mean, I've been in the business now since 2008. Jeez. So when, when I was in the business, it was basically just a bunch of old guys home brewing. Yeah. Uh, a couple of breweries around the country. You know, it, it really wasn't anywhere near what it is today. So I've kind of seen this evolution and, I, and I've sort of ridden it along. And then sometime around 2014 here in Pittsburgh, we just started seeing one would pop up in this neighborhood, another in this neighborhood, and it became fun. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was fun going to the hitchhikers and the you know dancing gnomes and, and all these different uh, neighborhoods that I, I've never been to in Pittsburgh, but these breweries were bringing me to these neighborhoods. I would, That's a good point, yeah. I, I'd never been to Garfield until two sure. opened, right. you know? And um, it's just really brought me closer into the city, and it's bringing me to other cities as well because I want to go check out these breweries in, in other cities, you know. Um, and it's just grown from there. Mm-hmm. And so we put the community of enthusiasts together, and we're like, let's just kind of see where it goes, and it's taken off. And so we've asked this question each time you've been on, mm-hmm. and now it seems like maybe we have hit sort of a sat- not saturation, but all right, we're all comfortable in our communities, and now we're just enjoying. Fair. Yeah, I, I I think that's pretty fair to say. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think craft and not beers. in a negative way. Yeah, it's a good thing. We needed this in Pittsburgh especially because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, as we say, we were so behind the times, sure. and now we have these great micro breweries where you said it's where you can gather and you mm-hmm. can have conversations around great beer it ta- from a different perspective. Absolutely. And that's how beer was back in the day. Right. If you follow beer from the early parts of the last century. Every community had its own brewery. Sure, there was no right? there was no distribution back in the days. Mm. You know, you couldn't move beer long distances because it would spoil. So every neighborhood kind of had its own brewery, and that's where you went and you got your beer. And now we're kind of reverting back to that in, in this craft beer presence. But with modern technology, now we can send beer all over the country. Mm-hmm. So a little brewery in uh, Sharpsburg, you know, dancing. Well, I don't want to say it's a little yeah, brewery. It's, it's really it's, not it's, little. Yeah. It's not little, but <laughs> you, you get the idea. A yeah. brewery in Sharpsburg, PA, is selling beer right now in georgia mm-hmm. you know it's just really cool to see that happening all over sure. the country yeah and some of these places like house of a thousand beers mm-hmm. and the place down in bellevue they 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 have lent themselves their refrigerator space mm-hmm. to these microbreweries, which is super cool versus yep. yeah you can get the standards the mega beers sure. but they've lent their refrigerator space to these microbreweries, which yep. is cool yeah yeah it's it's really wild to see that shift you know, that dynamic where you'd walk into a brewery or a, a beer distributor and you would see Coors Light and, and yeah. Miller. And now you're seeing about half of that. Mm-hmm. And the other half is, is this demand now for, for local. And, and even like more us. cool that you could go in and get a six pack of six Mix. different beers, yeah. right? Yep. You can, it's, it's, that's just amazing to me that Pittsburgh's that diverse in their beer selection sure. at this point. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great city. It's one of the best beer scenes in, in the country. So down. it's events like this that sort of provide a platform for people who maybe haven't really tried before, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a great opportunity if, because um, we, we bring breweries in from all over. You know, we okay. don't um, we don't just focus on Pittsburgh breweries. We have breweries coming from Gettysburg, uh, Virginia. We were actually, actually my business partner is on his way back from Virginia right now. We were uh, doing a festival uh, with another brewery down in, in Virginia. Um, we made some connections there. So we have people from Jersey, um, Ohio, I mean, New York, all over the place 
coming. So for the price of one ticket, you can try all these different breweries from right. all over the country. Wow, that's awesome. And they're making unique beers just for the event. That's that's another stipulation that we put out there. I thought so, yeah. This These beers have to be unique. Like, you can't get these anywhere else. Yeah, right. Except that and day. then do they that's offer to, when you do the drink the cookie table or this trick-or-treat thing, mm-hmm. Do they offer then to have that beer carried for a certain amount of time or they can only get it at the event? They, they have to do it that way. I yeah. mean, uh, uh, most breweries, you know, to make a batch of beer, sure. you're looking at, you know, three and a half barrels, most likely, uh, of, of beer. And they're probably going through maybe two kegs mm-hmm. at, at yeah. our event. So there's a lot of beer left over. Yeah. We asked them to debut it at our event. And then after the event, they put it on sale for, the, for, their, for their... And you do it right because they do it. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like, they're willing to do that in yep. such a demand. You know, yeah. people want it. And they're sure. saying, no, we got to wait. So kudos to you. Yeah, this is actually one different thing that we're doing. So we're doing this festival at Ill Will Brewing. I was just going to ask. Yeah. yeah do you so. choose... I, forgive me for not remembering. You choose different places because we've been to yes. two different. We were at mm-hmm. Spirit and then we were at... Um, Necromancer. By me, Necromancer. yeah. Yep. Okay. We, we are um, kind of fond of now of doing them at breweries right i think that makes just sense. makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. um we actually never thought about ill will brewing as a venue and where is that it's in columbiana ohio okay which if you geographically it's right over the border mm-hmm. from from pennsylvania you're like pittsburghers do not panic yeah it's still pittsburgh <laughs> it's okay still it's still pittsburgh right. it's within that hour radius right. Of, right. Of, of pittsburgh so um <laughs> we didn't really think of doing an event there and they approached us and we said okay we're, we'll go talk to you so we drove out there to the venue and on the way out there we drove through um and the name of the town is escaping me but it was where the train wreck was oh yeah Mm -hmm. a few months ago oh yeah yeah um so we too we started i said when i the name of that town sounds familiar and i remembered oh there's the 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 train incident was here um so we kept going and we ended up in columbiana because it's a short drive away from there and we ended up on this beautiful farm and the farm is the birthplace of Harvey Firestone, who is uh, the man yeah. who created Firestone. Wow. Pyre. And the buildings on this farm, these are all the original buildings. And actually, the brewery um, where this is actually happening was a meeting place for Harvey Firestone, Henry Ford, a lot of these big moguls, Thomas Edison. Um, these big moguls from wow. back in the day would meet here on this farm. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful property. They've renovated it. it, it it's incredible. Um, the views are amazing. But we got out there and we started walking around the farm and it was just, yes, this is where we would want to put a beer festival mm-hmm. on. And we're talking to the community and the, the community has just been through so much sure. over this, this last year. So it, it just felt right. You yes. know, like let's do for this community, let's throw the biggest beer festival in the country. I love it. Right here. Yeah. On are this you beautiful sold farm. out yet? Because I feel like every time we go to say, we're getting hey, close. Yeah. We're getting close. That's awesome. That's we sold out of the one ticket level, but the other ticket level. Okay. Isn't that the coolest thing? Like you've built this following. Mm. Now we know that you have a child, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's college coming. So we got to have more events have long with time, more people, still, right? Yeah. We have a long way to go. We need to get college tuition. <laughs> we have 16 before, years to so go. So. Every, everybody keep coming to these events. But your events, as you're mm-hmm. just describing, you know, they were here, then they were there. Mm-hmm. They're just getting bigger and bigger. They, yeah, we're, we're starting to kind cool. of geographically move out. Makes sense. Um, so we, we Columbus, Ohio, there's a, a we're doing one out there, most likely. Um, and we're talking to some people out in the middle of Pennsylvania. I don't want to give too many details out, but really, really cool event that we're looking to do out there next year. So we're starting to kind of stretch our wings a little yeah. bit. And like I, I said, we were awesome. in Virginia, um, in DC this weekend, uh, helping out with the festival. So it's kind of cool to see where this little yeah. 
thing has, has taken yeah, it's, yeah. That's why I say it is a brand. It's not a beer group. It's a brand, which is yeah. super cool. Kudos yep. to you guys. As a matter of fact, this is no lie. I was driving up my street today, and someone had a Fuel by Hops t-shirt on. Really? I, I don't know where they would have gotten it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, how about that? Right. Could have been I feel like it fell out of John's car. Serendipitous. It, it no, no, well it not JK. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We loved it. I mean, you're... Seriously, you gave us swag that first time, and we were like, wow, like your glasses, and mm-hmm. you still have so much merch, yes? Yeah, we, we're still doing a little bit of that. Um, okay. We kind of pulled back just a wee little bit on sure. it just to um, put all of our attention into these events because sure. yeah. it's just, Fair. it requires, it, it, it's a different craft beer world today yes. than it was a few years ago. Sure. It's a little bit more challenging now to um, get people to come out to your events. So sure. we want to make sure that we're putting as much attention into these things as we possibly right. can because we the, the, the costs of these things are going up too. You yes. know, just like everything else. So our ticket prices are, are rising and we want to make sure that we're still providing the value back to to the uh, people that come to our well, events. Your events so, are well done. Yeah, well organized. Well appreciate yeah. that. You know, no matter where they've been, they've been well organized no and people kind of just having a good time, which is super cool. Yeah. And we're going to have Scottro back too. So oh, we don't yay. want to talk about that. So yay. We're going to get him here one of these <laughs> yeah. days. But my know, partner in crime, Scottro. I don't believe him. I don't he, believe him. Uh, no, he, he does our DJing for all of our events. Awesome. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah. he will be there again for this one. All right, Ryan, where does everybody find you guys? So the best place to find this is on Facebook. Um, Fueled by Hops and on Instagram at Fueled by Hops underscore on Instagram or just go to fueledbyhops.com. You can I mean, find his name there. is Ryan Fueled by Hops, so yeah. literally look it up. Fueled by Hops. Fueled by Hops. H-O-H-A-W-P-S. That's a great idea, though. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard the question of the day. You were not in any kind of soundproof booth. So when you go to the grocery store, what's the thing you buy over and over and go, oh, man, I have this already? It, it's so funny because... Did you just go through this? I, I grocery shop every uh-huh. Sunday for my family. Uh-huh. I actually have my, my list here. Uh-huh. I'm on my way there. <laughs> and I uh, I always make a list of what we need. And I scra- I go through our um, like uh, pantry and see what, sure. what we already have. And I went through there, and I have a whole bunch of tomato sauce and a whole bunch of hot sauce. Okay. Because that like, must be something that I just keep buying. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I got to stop buying this stop because it. I have too many of them. Okay, So it's kind of crazy. That was just this morning. So grab some pasta today to go with all yes, that. Yes, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining Thank us, so as much. always. And they can get tickets at? Uh, tickets is go to fueledbyhops.com forward slash T-I-X, and that'll get you uh, the tickets to the event. We love cool. it. Thanks for joining Thanks. us, Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hi Morgan, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Would you like a piece of our bread? Can we? Do you need us to talk we a little bit? We put it right in front of you. So, you, so you don't we have to talk, talk while you chew. We, we know how to just a little we're bit. We're really good at this. We won't ask you while you're. John and I, if there's one thing we've mastered, it's if I'm chewing, he he knows how to talk. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. Isn't that so good? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Super. But good. I, I I just went against my own rule. I know. <laughs> I love the pumpkin <laughs> stuff. She's like, wait, you told me you wouldn't ask me a question. So when we had Morgan on the radio, I said, wait, you're from where? Fombell? Is that right? Yeah. And I was Fonbel. like, where is that? It just sounds so far away. <laughs> and you said, no. It's where my sister lives. Yeah. So She lives on the, like, if I told you like the Evan corn, City. you probably, yeah, that's yeah, probably. Yeah. Evan City-ish, Zillianopolis, like up that. Amazing. And so listening to your voice and seeing how young you are and thinking you're from this small town north of Pittsburgh You've done so many amazing things already. Oh, I mean, thank you. <laughs> I'm in awe of what you've done. Thank you. I and you just that. sound so good. You're this big voice. 
And I, I just love the fact that Pittsburgh has sort of embraced you, especially over the last couple of months with your new song coming out. What has it been like to be back here in Pittsburgh? Yeah, they've definitely been super supportive. Uh, it's really cool because um, my song just came out just a few weeks ago. And I get to see, you know, where it's all playing at. And Pittsburgh's oh, sure. the, the number one, which is amazing. Because, oh, you know, cool. I'm, I'm from Fonbell, So yeah. it's yeah. really cool to have the support, you know, from, from Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. What's number two? Where's the number two place? Elwood City. Okay. I don't even know that Fa- they really have Fonbell as an option. Okay, gotcha. Uh, because I don't think they knew they even knew that. Uh, so I think it's it's Pittsburgh, then it's Elwood City for okay, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. So where did you? How did your whole career start? Because you are young, but it feels like you've done so much already. Yeah. So uh, whenever you're in like elementary and middle school, you have to take chorus. That's sure. like a basic basic class. And basically, whenever I got into middle school, my um, choir teacher was like always made like little comments about how I could sing and I sang a few like um solo things and everything going throughout there um but during middle school in eighth grade I had a history teacher that actually was like telling my parents that I was pretty good at singing and said that I should enroll in singing lessons and uh, I think that's whenever we started taking it more seriously um and so I ended up doing singing lessons with a lady named Marianne Mangini um, and once I started with her, I think that's whenever my career started to my take off. in her troops, so that's really so funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. So yeah. uh, that's where I first started, and then I also did the um, NCP Mini Stars. I'm not sure if they do the, that group anymore, okay. um, but it was with my history teacher, and I started doing that. And I think that that was the turning point when I realized, and my family realized that this could be be something for sure. Wow. So do you get picked on now to play music at every family event? Like, Morgan, grab that guitar. <laughs> yeah, so ever since I was a little girl, like I sang, and, and my family knew I could sing, mm-hmm. um, but I always made them like turn around and not and not look at me while I was singing. <laughs> uh, and so... Like as if you're a huge star. Like, Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you can't look face. at me, you can't look at me. Right. <laughs> and so uh, whenever I was a little girl, they, they made me sing. You know, I had all types of things whenever I was, especially going through the singing lessons where mm-hmm. they found out about that. So I sing at every single event. You know, I was at an event at a birthday party yesterday and they were like trying to get me to sing and stuff as well. But it, it's ongoing for sure. For those who don't understand the whole mix of the American Idol thing, in 2022 you were an American Idol. What is that like? You go there, are you there for a week and you tape a bunch of shows? How to, how to, yeah. So fortunately, you don't have to go to somewhere and like sit and wait for, you know, mm-hmm. days to, to audition. It's basically a Zoom call. So you just log on you um, sign in your form, they give you a thing to do the Zoom. You go on the Zoom, if they like you, then you go to one of three states. So it was um, Austin, um, Nashville, and LA. And so I wanted to go to Nashville, but they were like, oh, you're gonna go to Austin. So I was like, okay. So we went to Austin and that was a week um, that I was there. And then we did all types of filming and such there. And um, basically, if you go there and audition and they don't like your audition, you leave that that hour. You're on a plane the next hour. So it just depends. So I was there the full week 
Um, and then after that, they gave me a month or two in between. And then when I went to Hollywood, I was there for two weeks. So I was there for the full two what weeks What an experience, as well. right? It was a fantastic experience yeah. for sure. And I love how your positivity because, you know, we, it's, it's a good thing that Pittsburgh has now birthed so many opportunities for people like you where, 100%. you know, Ashley Marina, you, people who have done these bigger national um, opportunity stages mm-hmm. and the fact that you come back, but you take it as a learning experience and not a give up. Yeah. To me, that's more important than anything. Because right? trust me, it was not easy. I'm sure. It was not. I'm there's, sure. There's a lot of stuff that you could go into and in, in details where people right, could take it as negative. Sure. Exactly. But it's it's 100% positive. There's been so many times where, you know, it's 12 o'clock at night and I still haven't even figured out, you know, what time I have to be on set tomorrow. Or, you know, we're up from 6 to 12. Or, you know, we have filming all the time. Or they put you in a, in a room and they want you to film and then they end up not using you or whatever. But, you know, it's all... What they're doing is they just want to see how hard you're willing to work because mm. being a musician is hard work. And mm-hmm. even though I'm only 19 years old, I've definitely come to realize that for sure, that it's not something that just comes very easy. So, um, like I said, I'm definitely going to 100% take that as a positive experience That's regardless. For sure. And you like Pittsburgh's, the area, Western PA as an area to continue your music? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, most of my band is from uh, Pittsburgh as well, so I'm here every week, every every um, few days coming up and practicing and doing all that such. We have shows in Hard Rock, we have all types of the Carnegie um, music hall we're doing that we're like all types of stuff that's in Pittsburgh that we that we're trying to focus on I love for sure you're 19 in my band yeah yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, barely, I don't have anything so <laughs> I, yeah no I love the fact that we're you, your band and, I think. Uh, <laughs> do you coordinate all of that do you have somebody who I mean you're the leader in the band clearly but I mean do you help does the band get together and write songs do you use manage that or does somebody else manage yeah it's funny because my my guys are in their 40s and 50s and they call me boss all the time (laughs) and they're like i'm I'm a little bit older than all their kids so they're like they they think it's so weird uh well just a few of them but yeah so great uh but yeah it's definitely um so how that really went about was i played with christian beck and his band for a while um and i'm on a few of his songs and i've performed with him and I realized that I wanted to start doing things myself. Mm-hmm. And so I inquired on getting a guitar player. So of course I went to Facebook. That's where everybody goes, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I need, I'm interested in a guitar player. Um, and when I played with Christian at the Hard Rock um, a little bit over a year ago, um, Blaze Barrett, Gabby Barrett's dad was yeah. actually there to watch us, um, as well as a guy named Jason Novak, and that's Gabby's second cousin. Um, and they watched me play there and we, you know, we had a good show. I met them and everything. Well then, um, circle back to whenever I, um, inquired for a guitar player, I had Jason, uh, inquire and, and message me about being my guitar player. And he always messes with me because I was like, okay, like, can I have some videos, you know, trying to be like professional. And so he's showing me all these videos with Gabby, like on stage playing with uh, in front of millions of people acting like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna have you as my guitar player. Like, we'll see, I guess. Um, and so that's how it worked. We basically sat down and had an interview and did everything like super pro, you know, even though I'm only like, 18 years old just trying to get started but we did it like very professional and so um basically whenever i sat down with him he basically told me that he didn't want to be my guitar player he wanted to start a band 
And I was like, I don't really want to have a guitar player either. I just thought that that's what you're supposed to do first. You know, the next level is acoustic and then the next level is the band. But I was, you know, thrilled to just jump into a band because I was playing with Christian's band for a little bit. And so that's how that basically started. We've been together for... I think a little bit like seven or eight months. Um, we already accomplished so much. Like I said, we have an original song out. Uh, we're in the works with Gabby Barrett's dad, Blaze Barrett. Um, we're, we're doing all types of really cool stuff. So That's we're awesome. really excited about it. Good That's for cool. you. Wow. Another Pittsburgh product that we're all so proud of. So thank, thank you. you so thank much. You so yeah. Much. Where can everybody find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, so everything is at it's Morgan Gruber. It's easy. Try right? to make it easy. <laughs> um I do have a website at www.itsmorgangruber.com. I also have a text list uh cuz if you don't like social media, you can just text this number uh 724-230-8969 and you can have any questions if you have or I can send daily updates about, you know, what's going on and where we're playing next. Love it. Oh, we're so glad you were with us. If you want to grab your guitar, we can play one more song. Yeah, if that's for sure. cool. Yeah. We'll kind of we'll get thank ready you, to right? go out. Right? Say thank you to Tracy and Monica for uh, going all over, all over Pittsburgh with us for the last few years. Yes. We appreciate that. And continuing to coordinate because both of them have a lot harder duties coming up as of October 13th. Lucky October 13th. Lucky. Yeah. I'm not making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Morgan. Thank you to Ryan from Few by Hops. And thank you to Colleen for having us and Kate uh, or Kate from uh, for having us here and do you want to do 811 are we doing that or no yeah 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 I was just looking for the other guest Ryan that's what you're good uh, the movie Morgan Wendy you said Wendy, Wendy. no oh I thought no. you said Wendy sorry no. and All thanks right. to Wendy do you want to make yes. an edit yeah because you went through them so do you want to say in Wendy yeah. yeah okay so say Wendy Wendy <laughs> Oh my god. Wendy. Okay. I didn't know if you were saying it. That's all. All right. Morgan, we're so excited that you're going to perform again. And um, do you want to do the 811 ad before or after? Yeah. So, 811, if you dig into this, these uh, desserts right here, this cupcake, this pumpkin cupcake, or whatever this delicious thing is right here on the brioche bun, before you dig in, before you dig in anything, call 811 because it's the law because you don't want to dig into somebody's gas line. That's there you go. And that obviously the food has nothing to do with the gas line but we love that you can equate anything western pa with 811 there you go and thank you so much to bino's brand bino's has actually been our sponsor of all of our musicians and what we've been telling everyone if you go get one of the the i keep saying jar but it's actually the container the bottle of the um submarine dressing the italian submarine dressing there is a qr code john how many people does does it hit 2.5 million bottles have the QR code on 2.5 million Mm -hmm. bottles have them. So grab it at your local grocery store. You can hear the Clarks, Gene the Werewolf, so many different bands that are Pittsburgh. We need to get Morgan on there. There's so many other musicians who have been added. You scan it, you listen to a Western PA playlist. It doesn't get any more Pittsburgh than that. And now, more Pittsburgh than ever, Morgan Cooper. Thank you so much. Just uh, You can give us a little bit of whatever you want.
too close against my skin Need a little warmth on a night so cool Singing songs you used to sing Want a bad lady, 